What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of On the Back Burner. I am Chef Tristan Rogers. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Kate Gerwin. She will be talking about her world-renowned bartender personality. Stay tuned. Uh, it's going to be a great time. DJ Mitch the Kid, spin that shit. This is On the Back Burner with executive chefs Tristan Rogers and Dominic Valenzuela. All right, here with another episode of On the Back Burner. On the Back Burner. All right, Chef Tristan Rogers here. Chef Dominic Valenzuela here, and our special guest, the lovely Kate Gerwin. Hi, thank you. This is like a very special guest. Uh, Absolutely. Like one of my favorite people in the world, I'm serious. So like, get carried away now. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Can we start with just who you are and your credentials? Because I don't think people really grasp the gravity of the kind of <laughs> experience that you have. Um, I think it's because who I am and who my credentials are are very different in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times, so it's a, it's a double-edged sword because um, I recognize the things that I've done and the accomplishments that I have um, are great and they're awesome and it kind of sets me apart. But on the other hand, um, I also see people's reaction to meeting me and then meeting me when they have the like, this is who you are. Um, and sometimes it bothers me. Sometimes it's yeah. like, you know, you get a different respect or a different reaction from people when they've heard that you That's did true. a TV I can show see or you won a competition. Whereas, you know, you're kind of like, why is, what, what, what makes that the like, oh, now I'll like you thing. Right. Like, what if I'm just cool? And what if I'm an awesome friend? And what if I'm cool to be around? And it doesn't have to be because I did this, like, I have a trophy. And to be honest with you, I met you before I even knew, yes. like, the credentials. And I was like, oh, my God, she's so awesome and that that's what i gravitate to right like um so it's people ask all the time and like um i only recently brought a couple trophies into the bar and i don't put who i am on the website um there's no bio there's no like you know Mm -hmm. this is what i even on my my emails i have what i call my my bad bitch signature line Mm -hmm. and then i have like my normal one and i use my big bitch signature line when people piss me off or like (laughs) literally when i'm like oh you really you want to know who i am and i'm like use this signature line and then i have like my normal one because unfortunately it it carries different weight Mm -hmm. and sometimes i like the weight and most times i don't Right. Um, so I, I am a bartender and that's what I like to be called. I personally don't like the term mixologist. Mm-hmm. Um, bartenders tend to the bar. Um, cocktails are secondary, tertiary. It's so much more about the vibe and the people and, and that kind of thing. So I'm a bartender um, and now I'm a bar owner. Um, so the credentials, um, I, I'm very lucky. Um, I have a long list of things that I've accomplished. I think the one that everyone, I don't know, which if it's Bar Rescue, it was on Bar Rescue mm-hmm. with John Tafford in season three, three and four. Um, I was the first female to win a global bartending championship and the first American to win bowls around the world. Um, I was inducted in 2015 into the Tales of the Cocktail Dames Hall of Fame. Um, I was voted one of the top influence, top 100 most influential people in the drinks industry in the world, um, as opposed to just the U.S. Yeah. So that's the world. the world, the world, not the country, world. That has a lot to do with my outspokenness. It's not necessarily just like the drinks that I made. That's because like. In the industry, I'm kind of known for my unfiltredness, my I don't give a fuckedness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm known for calling people out, saying things how I see it, um, and sticking up for you know marginalized people in a way that maybe 
wasn't as seen as it is now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, back in 2012, 13, and 14, um, I didn't have a problem calling out brands for, um, you know, for racist, racist tendencies or for, you know, treating LGBTQ like shit. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, cool, then I won't use your products. And people were like, oh, you can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that again. Um, and I think that's an important part of white people using their privilege right. um, because people looked at me differently they oh, she won a competition oh, she's and like I knew that there wasn't that there was flack but I knew there wasn't going to be flack for me like there was for other people right um, so I I was top 100 in the in the industry for influential purposes I mean, I I know they wrote this whole thing about the cocktail bars I opened, but I opened bars in small markets. Right. Like I've opened bars in like Bismarck, North Dakota, and Winston Salem, North Carolina, and Bellingham, Washington. Wow. I'm gonna be really honest; these fucking people have never been to my bars. Right. But, you know, like only some of my friends, like and some brand people, came out to see me in Bismarck. But these people who curate these lists, they don't. They've never been to my programs. They never sat at my bars. Right. You know, they were they were. It was because of of um, the respect that I got from what I've done and for. Um, calling people out on bullshit that I see and wanting to change things that I thought needed to be changed. Are you, are you an <laughs> I'm a Virgo. Oh, nice. My birthday nice. turns 43 in like two weeks. 43. I'm an old lady. Nice. I hope I look good as oh, you as 43. Yeah. It's the hair. It's yeah. like high grace. I don't. The funny thing was, is I was holding uh, my, my one-year-old yeah. in the poor room and... A guy was like, "Oh, is that your granddaughter?" Oh, you're like, nah, dude. Like, you piece of shit. <laughs> Thirty-eight. I got four kids. <laughs> but uh, let's get back to this. I, okay. I like seriously. I wanted to talk about you calling out people because I knew that was coming. Oh, you knew it. Was, I couldn't wait till like the middle segment. I had to get this out of the way just because. <laughs> seriously though, like the board and uh, by the way, happy accidents amazing place Thank absolutely you're doing incredible things for the scene and i mean the th things you guys are doing is just out of this world but one of my favorite things is you're calling out yelp reviewers <laughs> you are putting, I do. You're, you're putting your bad reviews up on a board i put them on our social media too yes you do I and do. you like i said i want to be like you when i grow up absolutely. just because the service industry, you're so used to keeping your mouth shut, customers always right, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But we're getting reviewed by people who could not even last five minutes in what we do. Not mm -hmm. only could they not last, but what I call them is revenge reviews. Ah, they're, yes. they're, they're not reviews because they're trying to protect people from your business, right? right. They're not out there trying to protect the public from horrible experiences. <laughs> they're they're upset because of something, they, some way that they feel they've been wronged. Right. Somewhere that they feel that they had an expectation of what you owed them, mm -hmm. and your their expectation wasn't met, and therefore you were fault and that they need to wow. make you pay for it wow and those are the people that so what people don't realize is this isn't easy for me mm -hmm. um i schedule therapy on the days that i look at reviews mm -hmm. um some of my my staff is like you know they want me to consider not doing it anymore um and i consider really? not doing it. yeah because like it hurts like so all day yesterday i cried i was i was telling you guys you mm -hmm. know I, I had a lady come in and, and they they kind of tagged us on social media i this is my life right not only is this business my life livelihood and everything i've ever worked for and all of my life savings and all of the blah 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah but like hospitality is my fucking life right i love my people i love making people happy i love giving them that aha moment where you just see right. like you know you know what i'm talking that's about that's why we're in the business that's why we're fucking here right I genuinely care if people have a shitty time in my space. Right. Mm -hmm. Genuinely. 
So like, I look at reviews where people are like, oh, I didn't really like this, or I thought the drinks were this, and I'm like, cool, cool, cool. But like the people who come in and they have, you know, s s like, okay, so we had this woman who came in, um, and we have cameras too. And camera, all of our cameras drowned out um, music. So I can hear, I mean, I can hear everything and I can hear a lot of interactions. Mm -hmm. So I have a camera on the front door and this lady came in and said that she was, um, you know, she had to, so for one, she had to wait for a whole 17 seconds. I timed it on the camera. So she gave us a re review that she walked in the door and she waited forever. And then the hostess, which we don't have hostesses, and that's mm -hmm. a whole other thing I'll talk about, about <laughs> the amount of labor that clientele make us employ just to make their lives easy. Yeah. yeah. Right? Totally. Like, I have to have a hostess that will call you back when your table's ready because you literally can't wait. You need to walk around the block. Or, like, right. like the expenses right. that we go through right. to make sure that you don't have to lift a finger. Like, I don't hire a hostess for $40,000 a year so that you don't have to wait in line if you want to come into my bar. Freaking stand at the goddamn door like every other human. And, we, you know, like, <laughs> cool, we're busy. Right. We're awesome. Stand at the door. So, anyway, she, she waited for a whole 17 seconds. And I watched. She was on her on her phone when my bartender Mishi like walked up to the door. So Mishi like looks at her, and the lady won't lift her damn head up from the phone, which we all know happens all the time. Right. My I don't think my staff needs to be a slave to that. So two regulars walk in the door. Mishi turns and goes, "Oh hey, Porter!" Gives Porter a hug. Goes, "Go ahead, go to your table." I come in every Wednesday. Go ahead, go to your table. And and the lady literally screams. I could hear her in the back. She goes, "Are you freaking kidding me?" And like she's so offended that Mishi has acknowledge this other human behind her while she's, you know, knee deep into her fucking phone. Um, and, oh and yeah, uh, uh. she, she yells, I end up coming around the corner because I hear someone yelling and I'm like, what the fuck? So lady goes and sits up at the bar, which you don't even need to see the hostess to sit at the bar right. anyway. I'm like, really? Right. Like you, you're, by the way, we were dead. There was like four tables in there. We had just opened 15 minutes. Right. I'm yeah. like, you could literally, it's not like you were going to wait. Right. So anyway, um, she sees me, she and Timmy kind of talking, and they weren't talking about this lady. They were actually determining whether this lady was intoxicated. Like, is she drunk? Like, what happened? She wow. just mm -hmm. screamed at the front. So they're not sure what to do. Um, so as they're talking, I hear the lady go, oh, you want me to tell her? You want me to tell her what happened? You completely ignored me. And I can hear her screaming this across the bar, and I'm like, wow. Jesus. So the girls come over to me, and they're like, we don't know if this lady's okay. Like, will you take care of it? I'm like, yeah. Mama's guy. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm a mama bear when it comes to my staff. Do right. not disrespect the people that make right. me who I am. Yeah. Right. Do not. Like, right. So I walk over and I'm like, hi, how are you? And I just go, I go can I see your IDs? Mm -hmm. And I pull out their IDs and she goes, didn't catch your name. And I said, yes, because I didn't give it. Right. You know, like easy as that. So anyway, that's the whole situation. She gets mad at me for being bitchy. She leaves and I'm like, great. We, we didn't want you in here anyway. Yeah. Um, she reviews us, and she's like this whole, like, I waited at the door forever, and then they see friends, and um, then I, the owner comes over, and I just politely, friendly asked her name, and she's like, I didn't give you my name, and I'm like, really? Like, it's, it's literally not how it went, and those are the things where I'm like, if you come into my business having an expectation of how grand you should be treated how you should be mm -hmm. you know i'm so sorry we acknowledged another human while you were nose deep in your phone or we did whatever or you know you didn't like that i this is when people don't like it when i ask them to turn their speakerphone off mm -hmm. you know people are like literally having conversations on facetime mm -hmm. and loudly and right. all the guests can hear and they're like no no tomorrow let's talk tomorrow and you're like <laughs> hey can you, you know and people are like are you kidding me and then they'll review me for that and i'm like Okay, so then I'm the big bitch in the room. Yeah, yeah. And I will call you out because 
you're the reason, you're part of the reason we didn't make it through the pandemic. You're part of the reason we're failing. Right. Because it's all of those little microaggressions that are leading up to us not being able to succeed. And not being able to come back. We gotta hire all these extra people to make sure, you know, every need of yours is fucking met. Right. And, you know, we have to, despite our own mental health, we have to, like, kiss your ass Mm -hmm. when you're being absolutely disgusting humans. And if we don't, we're horrible human beings. And then you're going to go review us and that's going to affect our income. Exactly. So we have to suck it up. And I've just gotten to a point where I'm like, no, no. And and I'm not going to get, don't get me wrong. It scares the fuck out of me. I Mm -hmm. go home and I'm like, holy fuck, is this going to affect my business? Are people going to get fed up? And yeah. and everyone that I talk to is like, stay the fucking course. Yes, yes. Don't do, you're our I voice. Was just about to say. Yeah. There's a, and I will tell you, and this is, the, and I know you know this, Chef. Yeah. Um, for every hundred awesome humans, that one person just gets stuck in your fucking head. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right? They yeah. just ruin it for you. So like, I'll have someone that says one nasty thing, I'll post it on our Instagram, and I have like, and I'm not kidding you, like a thousand people that will like it and i will personally get at least 200 messages of guests that be like please this is awesome thank you thank yes. you but i still focus on that one goddamn human right. and what that's going to do to affect it because i genuinely love my fucking industry right. that i've said i've told you before that i wish that yelp would do was like come up with a different protocol like to like they got to pass certain things like did you speak to the manager did you do this yeah, before yeah. they can post it well not only that, did the manager I try will to say, correct it i know? will say Yelp has been proactive in this. So um, in my first, I got I, I got at a Yelp leader, which let's talk about that real quick. Oh, yeah. They call themselves fucking elites. <laughs> so they can like, get free I'm stuff? A, she, the said, she was like, well, I'm a Yelp elite, and I'm like that. And I was like, you know, the fact that you call yourself elite in a society is, is, is problematic as it is. Oh, like, literally, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry, how long did you work in the industry? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry, how long? What are your oh, yeah. yeah, really? Yeah. You, you're the elite? Let's right. talk about elite, okay? Right. I eat <laughs> um, 300 yeah, different like, restaurants. Cool story. <laughs> I can type 300 <laughs> words per minute. Super, super I'm elite. Proud. I'm elite. And you know what? I'm going to come to your fucking office when you're typing those 300 words per minute, and right. I'm going to show you all the goddamn things you're doing wrong. Type and I'm going to write a review about it. You know what the problem is, though? That's the problem, though, is that people, people have this view of... When I go out to dine, dine, I'm spending my money. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should be blessed. You should be. You should be blessed. You should be. You should be grateful. You should be this. Like especially after the pandemic. Seriously. It's almost they were like, oh, you got, you guys almost failed, but we're here to but save we're here you. Now. And I'm like, but we're here now. Yeah. We failed because of you. Right. Let's right. be real clear. Right. It's not because. There was a mask mandate, and yes, I understand the shutdowns, but we failed literally because we have always been failing, because there is no mental health, because there is no health insurance, because we're operating in an industry that averages a 2 to 12% margin right. like of right. profits. Like we're, we have, I have friends of mine that are absolutely fucking stoked when they make 3% profit. No three, shit. 3%. I mean, yeah. seriously. And, y'all are, and it's because we have to employ these many people. We have to do this. We have to fight each other for costs. Food costs. Right. We have to fight each other for low prices. Labor costs. Happy hours. All of yes. these things right. where we're margin. dumbing ourselves down because we have to fight now with each other mm-hmm. because we have to fight for these people who honestly just aren't very grateful for us. Right. Absolutely. You know what the fucked up thing is? is, is it, it's, it started back in the day like mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and now it's just it's it's overblown and why can't we why can't we fucking say something why can't we fight back food and wine just 
came out with an article two weeks ago that said the art of telling your customer to f off, and I I, I shared it, and I was like, yeah. It's, yes. about time. it's about time. Those guys are starting to be like, okay. It's about time. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you can do some serious damage to people's fucking reputations. Absolutely. And their business. Uh-huh. Because, oh, uh, the fucking fork was spotted. Or because, like, the other day, you know, lady calls and emails me, I want a 21 top. I'm sorry we can't accommodate. She shows up anyway. Mm-hmm. And then when we say we can't accommodate, she gets mad. And I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, How wait, dare wait, you? What? Mm-hmm. How dare you? Yeah. That's what you get, the how dare you. How dare you? How could you possibly? I'm here to spend money. Well, I you know a, what? How about you let the people who actually want to respect us and spend money come in, and right. let's let them occupy my seats. And if you're not going to be happy, drink at fucking home. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Drink at home, because you know what? You can't. Your yeah. drinks suck, and your food sucks, too. <laughs> <laughs> you need us. Yeah. I know you do. You know, you had a, a, a customer literally called one of our servers racist because... Uh, we ran out of baskets for our fry flight, right? So we had to put them on the tray. You were treating us like second-class citizens, he said, because that person because over they there, got, they because got they got baskets and we didn't. So we explained to her, look, we ran out of baskets. Mm-hmm. No, no, I think he put them on the tray. Because that's what we do in the back, yeah, right? We're yeah. like, hey, hey uh, ruin this guy's day, huh? Check huh? It out. <laughs> Let's try... Uh, Let's try something different. Just throw them on the fucking tray and see exactly. if we can piss people off today. Well, like, I, think, I think, you know, we talk about damaging the business is one thing that they should do, but you said it before, mental health. The mental you health know, is you huge. That you, mm-hmm. you I don't literally read your, call my therapist yeah. and I tell her I'm going to be looking at Google reviews for our board because now people love the board. Right. Yeah. And I've had honest, I'll be really honest, it's like you guys, it's the people in the industry who have reached out to me and I'm not done like... I don't want to name names, but like I've had legit everyone reach out to me and been like, thank you. Seriously, though. Fucking thank you. And now I'm like, okay, I've been the shield before. I'm not scared to be the shield. Yeah. I always have to have faith that being the shield is a reason. So I'm like, I can't stop. Well, you're a trendsetter. Um, mm-hmm. I can't stop. So then like, I have to like, I got to call my therapist and be like, okay, I'm going reviews on Monday and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be teary. And like I did the other day and I went into work and I was like, I was teary eyed all day. I didn't really want to be on the floor. The staff was like, just go hang out in the back. Um, and like, I came out to say hi, Blaze's grandparents came out and like, I literally was fighting tears and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, no, you know, because I'm like, this is my fucking whole life and not only mine, but like, you know, the 20 people I employ, this is their future as well. Exactly. Like, and I take a lot of pride in my staff. Like they, they are the ones that make me who I am. So like when you talk shit. I am mama bear. Like, yeah. I really am. I'm like, nah, nah. And, I, and all it would take on the customer's point or the, the bad reviewer's point is just a little humanity, you know? Just a little, like, Absolutely. give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, fuck, like, maybe they had an off day. Yeah. Whatever, you it's know? literally going to happen. You know? I'm still firm. bashing them. Revenge reviews. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's mm-hmm. when people, they feel somehow they've been so disrespected. That I'm going to bash I'm, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show it. you. And that, and this world right now is enough like right. we don't have that shit going on left and fucking right and politics and masks and right. vaccinations and all of these things but yet you gotta bring it down to going out and having a drink right. come on absolutely like let's let's I'm let's still stop a, with the yelps right. i'm still a firm believer in taking these elite yelpers yeah. and literally having like a, a, bar, a bartending competition yeah. 
And a fucking... Oh, yeah. And a I, I want to see him do like... just bartending for like, put you behind the line right. in fucking 110 degree right. heat yeah. for like 12 hours straight. Throw like, 40 people in your bar yeah. and have them all order drinks and let's see you do it. Yeah. Like, I, seriously. I want to get one on the podcast. And do it this with a smile. But make sure yeah. you do it with a smile. And don't be rude. Yeah. yeah. Don't be rude. Exactly. Especially like, when people are rude to you, don't fight back. Yeah, don't fight yeah, back. Yeah. Don't fight back. You're not allowed to. Keep You're not your good shut. enough. You're yeah. service. Yeah, Keep yeah. your mouth shut. This is the service industry. And that's like I, I know fully that like I read my reviews and I, I a lot of them are about you know the owner and the colored hair girl and like the girl with the tattoos and I mean I know exactly what it is and I meet people with the energy that they come at me with. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't and people do, they're like oh that's not hospitality and I'm like no I know what hospitality how is how dare she give me the yeah. golden rule how dare she go, how dare she treat me like that when I've been you know treating her staff like shit and they're right. in the back crying because you know what I have found my staff in the back crying before right like we, that's we need mental health therapy. We need people to chill out a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's what we're Server trying to do. Server doesn't mean here. servant. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we're trying to do. You know, with the project Mise Plus and everything like that. You know what I mean? Is 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 try to give get everybody aware of that. Yeah, and, and it's it's a massive it's, thing. It starts. It's something that we practice every day, though, in the industry. You know, during the uh, before we open and, and after shift. we close, is we talk, yeah. we talk, mm-hmm. we conversate, we bullshit. Like a lot of the conversations, like they're really silly. And but I feel like a lot of it is just us getting off all this steam all this absolutely all and this why do you think there's so much alcoholism mm-hmm. and drug abuse mm-hmm. and i mean depression a hundred percent like we get off work and it's like fuck i need yeah. a drink well you get off of work you read all these negative you had a bad day yeah. already at work it was you know two people call out plus now this so now you're feeling like fuck i'm not good enough to go out and right. like who wants to hang out with me well that's why most most chefs and uh, you i mean including myself i mean i feel more I feel more inclined to stay home and not do anything, and I feel more comfortable in the kitchen. You oh, know, I feel being, so much being, more comfortable around restaurants. Being out and social, like I hate big, big crowds of people. Yeah. And I would rather be in at my house. You know what I mean? Where it's a safe space. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I think I think people don't realize that is that going every day and having to please people mm-hmm. and put on a smile and and you know don't don't be rude. Don't be rude. Well, here we go. Whatever don't be you rude. Do. Whatever you do. Not even not even a hint of being don't, rude. Don't even not even but your not eyes. only that, but not only that, people who have never even stepped foot in a fucking bar or kitchen they are going to critique the shit out of what you do for a fucking living like seriously i need salt well did you fucking taste it first or are you just gonna throw salt on it then they throw salt on it and then guess what it's too salty salty. guess whose fault it is oh yeah absolutely they basically erase erase your whole timeline up to that point your whole it's like fuck you i do this for a fucking living dude Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean there's a reason why there's no salt and pepper shakers (laughs) on the fucking tables because it's salted enough, like, right. and, but people don't realize that. People don't realize that. And, and the they, standards of not being able to make a mistake, or not being able to do anything, or right. not being able for like, you know, we make the same goddamn shit all night long, four hundred times, and then you're gonna get mad because one time it went out wrong. Right. right. Like seriously. Like seriously. Like do I do I come to your desk and stand behind you every time you're taping, typing, and when you make a typo, I'm like, no, motherfucker, <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Like, dude. I'm gonna write a review. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm going to write a letter. I saw yeah. that typo. Like, I saw that. Like, <laughs> I'm going to tell your boss. Like, seriously, let me speak to your manager. Have you ever watched Black Mirror on Netflix? I've seen a couple episodes. There's there's one episode on there in the original season where uh, we're in the society in the future where now you can you can rate everybody. So 
Just oh, you, no, you, I saw, you yes. Meet, you meet somebody, so and then you can give them a rating. So I want to be all fake and nice, and they yeah. get the rating, and, and then, then like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, fucking, like, I feel like that's what it's like. I really do. And yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, it, it, I, I, I honestly, I worry about the future generation of, of our industry and how they can even take it, because I feel like it's just getting worse every, every fucking generation. Well, Absolutely. that's what I mean. Like, it's like, you know, when we were growing up, you know, the chefs were tough. You know, oh, the yeah. managers were tough. They would be able to tell you to fuck off. They'd call you names. I watched you chefs burn mean? people, yeah, throw fucking man, loaves throw of bread at them. You, like, like, fucking demean yeah. you, disrespect you. And now, like... And that was, like, feeling, the rite of passage yeah, almost. Yeah, right? and now your feelings are hurt. Now, you know, we. I find myself, you know what I mean, even, I, like, I have to tell people, you know, you can't be that way. Like, you know what I mean? You can't be that way anymore. A lot of people have asked me why I am the way I am. Like, mm-hmm. oh, were you treated like shit? Or, oh, did this, like... And I always tell people... Um, it's not actually what you think. I mm-hmm. wasn't abused. I wasn't the, like, I was part of the problem. Right. Um, I was, I was that human. I remember I'd mm-hmm. have young bartenders or females come to me and like, you know, this chef did this or that customer did this. And I'm like, yeah, I better toughen up, buttercup. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. it's part of the industry. Maybe, maybe you should get thicker skin or find a new industry. And mm-hmm. I, and I thought of it as a rite of passage, right? right? Like it was like that. I'm tough enough to hang with the boys. I'm tough enough for this mm-hmm. industry. I'm tough enough to do these things. Right. And if you're not, you just need to get out of the way. Yep. And I realized that, like, I probably caused a lot of people to leave this industry that could have been great. Right. right? Like, that's not actually how it should be. It's very true. Yeah. It's just that we were so used to it. It was almost like our, our little, like, yeah. jacket, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, man, I, I taught at culinary school. I watched these chefs. I, I worked in Napa with, right. you know, all of these amazing Michelin star chefs. I watched it and I wanted to be like them so I felt I had to emulate them. Right. I was part of the problem. Yep, I was yeah. definitely part of that like, you know, shut up or put up, get your shit together, mm-hmm. work hard and the grind culture. I was I was the first on the grind culture. Yeah. Like, oh you guys think you work hard? Right. I worked eighty eight hours this week. Yeah. And, and it took me the realization of like, oh, I'm harming I'm, I'm causing harm right. and that's i think why I, I feel like i am so obligated to be the shield or use my voice is because i i think i caused a lot of harm in the industry mm-hmm. i really do i think i i hurt people i think i did some shitty shit mm-hmm. um and it looking back on it i'm like no i'm going to be the voice that helps change that so it doesn't have to be the culture what that's, would you that's really awesome. what would you tell a younger self your younger self <laughs> Just, just, <laughs> just about to start in this business. So the other way, and, and not knowing, I mean, you know, knowing what you know now, and and this this younger you not expecting like all the accolades and everything. What would you tell yourself? I mean, like, I want to say rhyme, but I wouldn't because I, I like even during the pandemic. Um, you know, a lot of our friends turned, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, I'm going to go do something else. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, like, major yeah. industry players who were like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about it. But it, I just was like, God, I, I couldn't imagine myself in anything else. So I wouldn't say run. Um, I mean, I guess I would say, you know, something like stay the course. But, um, you know, I was um, in my strength when I was younger. I was very weak mm-hmm. in that I knew things were wrong. And I probably knew more things that I wanted to acknowledge were wrong, but because it was the culture, I just jumped on board. Mm-hmm. And I would probably tell myself, just, just if you know something's not right, Say stand something. up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Know that you're right. Don't bandwagon. Don't jump on the. Just, just don't be, don't be part of the gang. Right. Because I was part of the gang. Right. I was, you know, like yeah. the mean girls, the bandwagon, whatever you want. A boys club. Don't care. I mean, I'm a female. I did it all. You know, I, I definitely did all of the things that I look back on and I'm like. Oof, I used to have a saying, 
And I would literally tell my staff, and it was just, I'm even going to say this, this is like, could totally give me trouble. I used to tell my staff, because, um, you know, sex jokes, right? And like harassment, right. that's literally what we, that, yeah, what it's we so in. much of the culture. And I would always like giggle when like something inappropriate or something was said. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, HAR is open every Tuesday morning from 6 a.m. to 6.15. All complaints must be filed in person. <laughs> Knowing that like no one's coming in at Tuesday to 6 a.m. to file a complaint. And I'd make it as a joke. Right. right. But it was more like a pun on the industry. I tell people like as a pun on the industry, like, yeah, we don't fucking care. Yeah. And, and I look back on that and I'm like, fuck, imagine if there was really a time when someone was offended right. and I and I said that joke and they literally looked at me and was like, well, I better be quiet because she's not going to listen. Right. And I think back on those things and I'm like, okay, you have to, you have to change it because I was part of the, I was part yeah. of that. You know we what were I mean? all there. Like we've all, yeah. there. we've all seen it. We've all heard it. We all turned ahead to and it. And we all thought some of it was fucking funny as yeah, shit too. Exactly. I mean, I'm not no, saying no, it's not true. Let's be real. Like, let's be real. We laugh. We laughed about it. And, and that's what it is. Like, the times have changed so much. Like, have, the shit you can get, like, get away with, you couldn't get away with. No, now. not at all. And yeah. I'm not saying, like, it's, it's hard because, like, yeah, those things were funny to me. So I totally was like, ha ha. Right. But I don't know if they were not funny to a person of color or a female that right. wasn't in the same position as me or, you know, someone that just wasn't comfortable. And, you know... To know that I may have made it uncomfortable, and probably definitely made it uncomfortable for someone to just make their safe space, mm -hmm. or their space safe, definitely is something that I want to correct. Now, I definitely think that there's still that camaraderie amongst us. We oh, yeah, still have absolutely. fun, and, oh, yeah. and we need absolutely. to. But we need to be able to do that to a point where someone won't feel uncomfortable right. about speaking up. Right. So if right. I make a, an off-color, because I'm the worst, and I still make off color shit and then like I'll look around and I'm like, hey, I want my staff to always know if I if I fuck up and I say something like, hey, man, that, that wasn't cool. And I'm like, you're fucking right. Yeah. right. Thank you. And yeah. at least I have that trigger for next time. So I know that this is this isn't right. And I, you know, I don't have the same perspective. I, I, I lived in a world of privilege. I don't know sometimes what's I, I try and be more aware now, right. but I don't know what's offensive. Right. And if it's offensive, just like don't feel bad about calling me out. I mean, there's still I mean, there's such a fine line though. I mean, seriously, what people find offensive and what people don't. That's subjective. It absolutely. You know is. what I mean? So it's so it's a hard line to cross. Can't like, put a band-aid band on everything. Yeah. I don't can't think put a band-aid yeah, on so everything. Yeah, that's the thing. Is, we're never going to put a band-aid on it. Right. We just have to make sure that people know it's okay to say something. Right. Yeah. That way we learn. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I think and, that's and, part of the problem is, is that nobody comes up and says, hey, man, that was kind of fucked up. Yeah. Like, you know? Because we're all scared. Right. And it just has to be okay to be like, hey, that's fucked up. And then the way we react and just be like, yeah, man, you're right. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for calling me out on right. that. Right. You know, like, and that's what I try to like, I really try and remember, like, our first instinct is to defend ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if we just drop that and just be a little bit more human, you know, mm -hmm. right. Um, I think especially with like our workers and things like that. So they know it's okay. Right. And I always tell, like, I tell my staff all the time, um, I will always defend you in front of guests, even if I think you're wrong. Right. Like, I will, I will always, Absolutely. you know, unless it's like racism around now, but my, my staff, I, the people I hopefully employing aren't like right. that. But like, you know, if they've done something, they've been a little bit rude and the guest is like, oh, you know, I, I didn't like this. I'll always defend my staff at that moment. I don't want them to feel they're ever going to be undermined. Right. I don't want them to feel that I don't have their back. That mm -hmm. I won't defend them, that I won't stand next to them, That's and maybe later I'll pull them aside and be like, "Hey, this is how I would have handled it." Right. Like, or maybe instead of cutting that guy off, we should have like gotten a glass of water and let him sit over here, right. like you know, something like that. 
but I will always like if you, I tell them all the time, if you cut someone off, I cut someone off. Right. I will never. It used to drive me insane when I would like cut someone off and they'd be like, well, I know your boss and they call and my, like the owner <laughs> would call me and be like, yeah, man, he's like a senator. He's a good friend. You should let him drink. And then I'm like, cool. I like, no, I look like an idiot. Yeah. Like no big deal. I'm <laughs> no. just going to sit over here in the corner, man. No, no big exactly. deal. Like I won't, I will never do that to my staff. If you, <laughs> if you decide someone's cut off, they're fucking cut off. Frank's, Frank's actually gotten that call before. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frank be like, well, well nope, yep, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Gotta go home. Um, Gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> I feel like this industry is such a machine, and it's hard for like somebody new coming into it. I knew like me coming into it. It was hard to like just like because when you when you get like people literally get tossed into it because the turnover is so high. Right. Like to have somebody, you know, like you said, tons of people that were good that could have been possibly great people in Amazing. the industry, yeah. but mm -hmm. we pushed them out so quick, you know, because of just how. Uh, human they are. Well, yeah, <laughs> how human they are, but how aggressive I mean, this industry can yeah. be and how we are, how intense, how built up with anxiety and stress yeah. we are in the kitchen. You know, like, yeah, we're all fucking tatted up and just burned up, scarred up. Like, we're, we're I tough. Mean, we're badasses. When I was young, when I was young I until I found my confidence, Sorry. I felt like everybody around me is a badass. Yeah. Like, I'm like fucking looking at everybody. Like, I was scared to talk to them. But as soon as I broke down those walls and I actually had a conversation with them, and then we started to befriend one another, then it's like, oh, oh this guy's yeah. really cool. cool. Yeah, and then that's when my confidence grew, and I actually got to become, you know, where I'm at today, you know, owning a restaurant, you know, and, and stuff. So I think that that is certainly something in our industry that needs to change, and it starts with our leadership, mm -hmm. you know, and so I applaud you for, for figuring that out and, and changing that and, like, you know, just making those efforts, making those strides, because I think to open up the dialogue with, you know, just to, to be that model, that mm -hmm. now those those guys under you, your you know your leads and, and your managers or whatever, they see you doing it that way. It makes them rethink of like how to approach a situation in the future, so that way we don't continue to just make the same mistakes. Yeah, burn bridges yeah. and just push people out of this industry. You know? yeah, a lot of people said the pandemic was going to be a reset, and a lot of us came back and we weren't sure how to reset because mm -hmm. you just fall back. I mean, like it's hard. You're like, how do I? How do I? fucking reset, right? You just go back and you're like, okay, back into the kitchen and back in the bar and I, I never do my left whole the kitchen, thing. Honestly, we, we didn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, for, for in the kitchen like, now, that, everything got smaller. So I just like, home. You had to do I got four kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cook something for somebody. Believe that. Fucking grilled cheese sandwiches. That was funny. And let me ask you this, though, King. All right. So, where do you see? Because you're doing like amazing things over there. Like seriously, like like the. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Coming from industry people, it's like the you know, type it of gets level. me in the feels. The quality and the efficientness, the quickness, Seriously, and the then just like the whole—I mean, the ambiance is amazing too. But uh, how your bartenders are your servers too? You guys come out from behind the bar, yeah. take the orders. That's order. like that's that's the coolest thing. Yeah, it's it's uh, like um, trendsetter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask, where do you see now that you have set the bar? Because you have. See, get that set the bar. <laughs> now that you set the bar, where do you see where do you see the industry going now? Because so where I'm, do I want it to go? What, what, okay, so go. what needs to happen? What needs to happen is we are the ones that own our industry, the mm -hmm. workers. Mm -hmm. And I was I was talking to the chef is from the shop. 
I love that um, dude. I, by the right? Way. Like, and I was, he was saying something when we were talking about, you know, how we're starting to like be able to offer health insurance and living wages. And when we're raising our prices, people aren't actually getting as mad because we're doing equitable work. Right. And he said something and he goes, and I said, I want you to look at all of the places that are starting to do this. Who's the owners? Mm-hmm. They're chefs, they're bartenders, they're not investors, they're right. not people that had money, they're not corporate people, and that's where the industry has to fucking go. Mm-hmm. And that's why partnership is so important for me, mm-hmm. and I tell the bartenders, like, if you want to open a bar, and we get this bar up and running, and we open another one, we're going to go to partnership, because we need to own what we work for, mm-hmm. right. and we need to set the standards, because we know how hard it is, and we know what needs to be done, and people ask all the time, like, so people ask all the time, like, why did you, what was your inspiration, and what did you do this, and what did you do that, and you know what I usually tell people, and it's really fucking true, I did everything that every fucking, every goddamn white boy investor told me I couldn't do. Yeah, every time I went I to one of, one of the people who hired me for consulting, and hired me to open their dream bar, because you know, they want to open a bar, and they have all this money, because they're a doctor, they're a politician, right. and then I'd say, I want to do this. Or I want to do this, and they'd go, yeah, no, I don't think that's a good idea. I literally did all of those fucking things. <laughs> that's what I did, nice. and that's why we're. I think why we're so successful was because I did everything that all of them said. You know, you won't turn a profit. You won't right. be. You won't be able to make it. Right. You won't be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, I fucking know my industry and I know my people, and, and I will. Yep. Yeah, and boom, boom. Well, proof in the pudding. You know, I think I. Uh, I feel 100% the same way, you know, I, I told people, like, I went through all that, I went through working for other people, gaining all this experience, just so that I can ha- have the confidence to finally do it on my own, stack all the chips on me, and, and open up my own place, and that's what I've done, and um, I have partners too, and, you know, we're, we're all equal, but what that kind of showed me is the belief that they had in me, I'm, I'm reaching, I'm looking back to see who I'm going to pull up with me right. to help us to continue this yeah. trend, you know, because I want everybody to own a little piece at the end, you know, anybody who puts enough time and, and I think that's into it. it. It's, it's the future is us. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not the people that have money opening places. Right. The future is getting it out of their hands. Yeah. And, yes. and that's what I think the future has to be in order for restaurants to really make it and change. I agree 100%. Oh, we're at the, uh, the eight minute mark. So you know what that means? Is it time for the back burner? Uh, it's time no. for the back burner. <laughs> it's time for the back burner. So what Here. we're gonna do is we're gonna ask you uh, rapid fire questions. Okay. All right. What was the last time you were a speed bartender? Let me ask you that. Last night, uh, Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, for real, Summerfest, which Summerfest. was last Friday. Really? Man, that shit hurts my body. But man, right. I, I I I can whip out some drinks. All I, right. I I start to realize I still have it. 45 seconds. Okay. 45 We're just seconds. Gonna shoot it out to you, okay? Okay. You just answer them truthfully. You go first. You want me to go quick. first? I'll go first. Okay. 45 seconds on the clock. This is the back burner. <laughs> Chef Tristan Rogers, Dominic Valenzuela, and Kate Gerwin. Ready? Go. What is your favorite pop tart? Oh, brown sugar. Uh, what's in a Long Island iced tea? Bunch of crap. No. Um, <laughs> sweet and sour Coke, tequila, gin, and vodka, and triple sec. Tupac or Biggie? <sighs> Biggie. Chicken or stirred? Martini. Oh, uh, thrown. Oh. I miss that shit. <laughs> ah. Favorite place you've never been? Oh, crap. I've been there. Um, I'm like, uh, where's my bucket list? Oh, Bali. I want to go to Bali. Not your favorite tattoo. Oh, God, I have so many. Um, 
<laughs> the Fernet coin on the back of my neck. What's your favorite Monopoly piece? The dog. Oh, oh, wow. You actually answered more questions you answered them all. than she all of them our all. other guests. Like, seriously. She killed it. That was amazing. She killed it. Wow. Wow. I love it. I want to talk more about um, happy accidents. You know, yeah. I love the concept. I love uh, the system that you guys got going on there. So, first of all, you took over uh, what used to be Montansa here in Albuquerque. And they were uh, like, for in my opinion, that was a huge restaurant with not enough to to reason for it to yeah, be that seriously. huge, huge, huge. In tax my system. opinion, the owners weren't us. Yes. Um, they yes. weren't industry. Yes. You could walk into that place, Vision. walk in the kitchen, Vision, and you, just, no you, you saw it in an instant. And yeah. hearing from their former staff, you just knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were in it for profit. They weren't mm -hmm. in it for for what Love. we yeah and right. that, and you see that right like you just right. see that in in all of it. Well, tell us about tell us about happy accidents like you know. We so got... I've always I I it, you know it's 100% bartender owned. It's supposed to be, um, it will continue to be. It's um, for me, I wanted to open a bar that wasn't that wasn't driven on the ego, which mm -hmm. is hard because like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a very prideful person. I compete right. because of that, like, right? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. it's, not that I, it's not that I don't wanna be the best, um, it's that I compete with myself to be the best. Mm -hmm. I don't want any, I don't wanna compete with anyone else. Um, I just want to push myself. And I wanted to open a bar that, you know, people came and they had fun and they had good cocktails, but I didn't want it to be pretentious and about me. I'm not looking to make 12 ingredient cocktails that, you know, so I went to, I won't even say that, I went to a bar in London it's like world renowned and I'm like reading the menu and the, for one the cocktails are 28 euros or pounds or mm -hmm. you know we're talking like 30 some dollar cocktails wow. and wow. I know the owner of the bar great human I'm not trying to go there but like one of the ingredients was um, seawater from 10,000 feet deep <laughs> right <laughs> Wow. Like seriously. Please tell me it's filtered. Like, oh, like, am, I, like, yeah. am I drinking Welsh? Like really? <laughs> did, did you really go 10,000 feet? Yeah. And, and, and why? Yeah, and like, why? you know, I, I drink the cocktails. Out? How much does that cost to get that into your fucking place? Like, so I, I mean like, you know, you're in this place, everyone's talked about it, and you drink the cocktail, and there are these insane glasses, right? Like, mm -hmm. the one that one was served in an actual uh, seashell, oh, like, the, you know, the ones that go, boo, yeah, you know, yeah. those? Like, you know what I mean? So you're, like, looking at this shit, and you're like, well, if I wasn't in this bar that had this reputation, and I didn't see these things on the menu, and I wasn't in this, like, $250 glass that I'm carrying, would it be that good? And mm -hmm. the answer was, like, nah. Yeah. Like, to me, it was like, meh. You know, like, I don't, I want to make the best gin and tonic you've ever had. I want to make the best damn lemon drop you've ever had. I don't care if, if you're not into, like, 17 ingredients and this and that. And don't get me wrong, I have, like, a lot of, like, you know, pushing the envelope cocktails. But I want to make drinks that just make you happy. Right. And that just make you realize that you're, like, valued and cared for. I want you to know when you walk in the building that my staff is cared for, that they love being in the building, that they're making good money, that the ambiance and the energy is there because of them. Because mm -hmm. let's be real, wow. it's the staff that makes Absolutely. it, right? Absolutely. Like, it's not the owners. Seriously, I it's say not, that all It's the them. Time. They're the ones that make us who we are. Mm -hmm. um, I want people to go in there and just look around and be like, yeah, I feel good here. Right. Right. Um, and that's kind of why Happy Accents is what it is. Like, I want people to fucking look around and be entertained. That's why we don't publish our menus. That's why mm -hmm. we don't put a lot of photos out there. Right. I don't want you to feel our energy from Instagram. Right. I don't Before want you, you to come there, and have this in. preconceived notion of I, this is what I'm going to have and this is what it's going to look like and this is what I'm going to see. Like, mm -hmm. I want you to come in old school like and feel the vibe right. and just be happy. Absolutely. Put your fucking phone down. And I get it. 
The bar is very Instagrammable. It like, is. Put your every fucking phone inch. down. Yeah. Every inch but of I didn't place do that is. for Instagram. Right. Except for the goat. That I knew was going to be Instagram. <laughs> I, like I knew that. But That's like, my homie, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted it to be so that people just were constantly looking around and mm-hmm. being like, oh, that's cool. And oh, I didn't see that last time I was here. And right. like just to be in the moment and be in the space and have it, a really good cocktail. And like I tell people all the time, like, you know, I have some great eccentric cocktails in the menu but my favorite thing is when people go other places and they're like man you know that was the best gin and tonic i've ever had or that was the best rum and coke because you can have a rum and coke everywhere right. but you remember mine every right. single fucking time it's like your grandma's cooking right. right like your grandma's cookies or whatever the fuck right. your grandma made wasn't good because your grandma was the best fucking cook in the yeah, world yeah. we all know that shit ain't true it's because it was done with intention it was done with love yes. you felt comfortable you knew that you had a big hug wrapped around you right. and that's what we do and that's why we should be owning places absolutely well, man you're yeah. fucking nailing it let me tell you what you're fucking nailing it y'all gave me shots I love- <laughs> I love, I love on your menu, like you're very spirit forward. So you have like yeah. the, the vodka, the, uh, I think it's the whiskey and the, the rum, right? And then you have them in different variations with club we soda or yeah, tonic. Oh, the highballs. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, the so highballs. I love highballs. Yeah. Like, so I get cocktailed out, right? Like yeah. sometimes we don't want all this oh, crap. All like, yeah, I yeah. just, but to me, like make your highballs stellar, make them fucking great. Right. Make sure they're effervescent. Make sure they're cold as fuck. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're banging. And, like, do the things that people just want really, really well. And, like, I want to put that energy into what I'm doing, even if it's basic, like, even if it's just nothing. Like, I had a couple girls come in, they're like, oh, I know this is a cocktail bar, but can we order lemon drops? And I was like, fuck yeah. And I looked at my wallet, I'm like, man, all I have is vodka and lemon juice. So, like, the next week, I was like, I'm I'm making a lemon drop. And Mm -hmm. I made... I took all the spent husks from our juice nice. and I infused it and then I made an oleo and I made this whole thing and I made like the best fucking lemon drop I think I've ever had and I was just like, like I don't care if you want yeah. a lemon drop, <laughs> I just want you to have the best lemon drop you've right. ever had. Absolutely. Like it's not going to hurt my feelings that you like what you like. Right. Well, you're nailing it and God, we can spend so much time with we you. Could. We need to bring you back. Uh, for a future episode I'm a talker uh, yeah no seriously this, is, this has been great absolutely um, you're doing great things for yes. uh, for the industry and for you know have, giving us a voice you know to your, I love fight the back. analogy of being a shield for us fight back and, and fighting back to not the, everyone can and I acknowledge yeah, right? Like yeah, not right. every you have investors you have people right. absolutely. I actually like I thought about it at one point and I, and I said okay who's this going to affect and the only person it's really going to affect in the end is going to be me I'm right. the one that's going to feel it and I was like, man, I got, I got this. But I love it. You're doing great, and we, we appreciate the voice. Please, um, if you're ever in Albuquerque, you come check out Happy Accidents. If you are in Albuquerque, if you haven't been there, you're missing out. Yes, get over you there right get there away. Quick. You know, she, uh, Knob Hill, it's definitely the go-to. I mean, you got it's probably the pregame spot that could just become the spot. Yeah, you know, seriously. you might just end up being there all night because it's that great. And you the know. food's amazing. Adrian, Chef Adrian, she's a badass. So she's got heart for days. She does. We had her on the show, and she's amazing. So, but uh, thank, thank you, you so much, Kate Gerwin, Chef Tristan Rogers. Until next time, Chef Dom. Thank you for yeah. being a guest. This has been on the back burner. Follow us at Backburner PC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Recorded and produced in Albuquerque, New Mexico. On the Backburner is hosted by Tristan Rogers of Hollow Spirits Distillery and Dominic Valenzuela of Taco 10. Produced by Three Birds Digital LLC. Directed by Bolek Media and Marketing. Audio engineered and edited by Mitch Pavelko. Podcast intro recorded and produced by Randy Savage. Find him at savagevo.com. Original music by Rocky Rhodes. Check out his music at SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling myself.
myself, I'm feeling you too. Yo, yeah. What up, queen? What it do? It's been a minute since I seen you. I wonder what you been doing. Yeah, you probably doing what a queen do. Fanny Hollers and Balenciagas when it come to you. Cupid hit your boy with a semi-auto. You went from bay to baby mama. Yeah, don't be afraid to tell me what's the matter. Huh. I pull up in a Grammy Yada. I'm just a good fella like